Radio 96.7 and 13.10, The Ticket. KTCK AM, Dallas-Fort Worth. KTCK FM, Flower Mound. A Cumulus Media Station. And we have been pursued in a non-sexual way. Well, my my windshield is a mess. Yeah. And I go to look to go clean my windshield. They don't have any of the squishy things. The squeezies? No, yeah, whatever they're called. Squishy thing? Yeah. The, <laughs> the things to do the, the yeah, windshields, yeah. right? Yeah, the squeegees, yeah. Yeah. Or squishies. Uh, don't forget... Uh, no, I just forgot it, so don't worry about it. As I've gotten older, I like a good piece of meat. Let this be a lesson to all those utilizing grinder. I, I enjoy Arkansas. You know, there's also, like, as Kevin said, we're going to... Hey, okay, that was not Craig's fault. He just had, he just had shoulder surgery. <laughs> And Did you Michael get that? comes in and gives him a good natured slap on the shoulder, and he oh. went down like a shot. And we dumped it too. We so, caught it in time. So he f bombed, and it was all for good reason. Oh That's I, our uh, ender. Yeah. All right, we're out. Yeah. See you. Happy New you Year. You know what I golf. smell? I smell a lawsuit. Go golf. Old school bitch. Abu Dabu. Well, good morning, everybody. As you have January, is it the 6th, right? It is. It's that famous day, January 6th. I'm not sure why it's still famous, but it is. And if it's 8 o'clock in the morning and you're listening to the ticket, you've got the tea box. Good morning, everybody. And before we get into everything, I want to thank all the P1s because we just got our ratings for last quarter of last year. Oh, we did? We did. That's Kern. Good morning, Kern. Good morning. morning. Good morning, Eli. Hello. Hello. Where would you think overall for 12 plus in the market, where do you think we, we rank? 37th. Number two. Don't say we'd be better than 37th. <laughs> A little confidence in your talents. Okay. All right. Number two. I'm being humble. Number two. Number two. You are wrong. We are number one in the market. 12 plus. That's not all you old guys who like to listen to us. That's across the entire Metroplex. We're the number one radio station from 8 to 10 on Saturday mornings. If you were a 12 plus year old golfer. You listen to the tee box. Even if you don't Actually, golf. Even if you don't golf. Even if you don't golf. So, they congratulations. All thank, congratulations well, to us, but more importantly, thank you to all of you guys who have some reason to listen to us. And by the way, our ratings started to skyrocket once we brought Eli on. That has to be it. Yeah. I think it's the 12-year-old demographic is probably, uh, they think they're listening to cartoons whenever you're broadcasting. <laughs> it's just one long cartoon. That's it's a shot at me, right? <laughs> <laughs> Rich with Whoa. a P. <laughs> Rich with a P. Of the B. I said oh. B. Rich with a B. Yes. Well, anyway, thank you to all of y'all, and hopefully we can keep going that way as um, it's the beginning of the new year. That is Eli. He's with us today. The 
the uh, grandpa of the show is taking the week off. And um, why do you call? It's not his official nickname. Um, no, but I like to make fun of his age just because he's older than me, and he's like the only guy older than me. Hey, speaking of, I saw where y'all had a little date night the other night. Yeah, you know, I bought some tickets to the Stars games, and my wife got sick, and I needed a date, and you left. I know you would have gone right away. So I wish you'd have text messaged me and told me that you were going, because uh, our, our friend Conrad, he had messaged me about noon and said, hey, if I can get tickets to the Stars game tonight, do you want to go? And I was like, ah, man, I probably shouldn't. You know, I got kind of a busy weekend coming up and just trying to dry out a little bit from the holidays and save a little mm-hmm. money. So I probably should sit this one out. If I'd have known you guys were going, I would have gone. Yeah, you should have. Because um, you had left. It was we, we were at deadlines, and you had left, and uh, Amy's like, I can't go. I can't go. I'm not feeling well still. That poor woman's been sick. She had a little surgical procedure at the beginning of October, and she hasn't been right since. And I feel bad for her. feel bad for me, too. But I feel bad for her. But anyway, so I said, Rick, I know he loves hockey. Do you want to go? He said, yeah. So got to see a really good game. Kind of and, a uh, wet fart of an ending, but. Yeah, I, I'm not a, you know, this show's about golf. But I will say that when I saw that, is it Heskinen? Miro Heskinen, yeah. R- ran into our goalie and, um, and left the game. The cool thing about hockey now is when you watch the scoreboard, you can see everything. And one of the things that you don't, if you've never played hockey, which I have not, but I did play lacrosse, and so I understand being on the field for a long time in lacrosse when you're running as much as you are, and hockey's got to be worse. And when you started to see your your anthrax from last year, Suter. Ryan Suter, yeah. Was on the ice nonstop after Haskinen went out. You just like that guy's got to be getting tired, and he'd be at two minutes a couple times, still on the ice. It's like, good lord, he's got to be tired. So that hurt. That just hurt. And, and he, it will continue to hurt for several weeks. Apparently, is he out for a while? Ah, uh, they 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 said he wasn't day to day, but he wasn't going to have to have surgery. So that kind of tells me week to week. So that was a pretty violent collision, though. It was. We were right there. Um, by the way. I'm surprised if you don't have if you don't have season tickets to the to the Rangers in some some way. I mean Rangers to the Stars, reasonably priced. Yeah. And I bought six games off of our buddy Moose, and um, and I was surprised. Really, really good seats, and I, they weren't that expensive. So, um, very very happy about that. Anyway, that is Eli. We've got we've got Kern here. Hello, Kern. Hello. This is your which year doing this? I've lost count. But I'm it's, on it's, year 21. Uh, it's got to be 15 or something. Something like that. Yeah. And then we have EA Sports. What's up, guys? How are you doing? Ready for 2024. It's a big year. 2024. That is correct. And we'll talk about that in the next segment. And then who's doing tickers today? You got Dylan, Dylan Reed. Reed. Yeah. Dylan Reed. Morning, hey, buddy. guys. Thanks for, have, thanks for coming out this early and... Having fun. Absolutely. Anyway. Ready for golf coming, talk. Coming out. <laughs> Thanks golf. for coming. Thanks for coming. We don't have to pay you, so that's good. Ticket does. Hardly. So. Yeah, but you still get paid. And you are on the number one rated show Saturday mornings for there all of the Metroplex. How cool is that? So, by the way, this show is sponsored for another year by the greatness that is PGA Tour Superstores. And, uh, 
They've got, hey, all, Callaway just came out with all their new stuff. I bet you that PGA Tour Superstore's got it all already. So, if intrig- they don't, they will have it shortly. By the way, does that intrigue you at all? They came out with some new golf balls, a new driver. Uh, I saw the new driver. Of course, I just put a new one in my bag, you know, three, four weeks ago. Um, yeah, I mean, it looks looks sharp. I'd be interested to give it a whirl. How about the golf ball? Does that do, like, wow, I have to go try that? I'm a kind of a Srixon guy, so I'm, I'm, I'm good I'm with- uh, Yeah, I mean, we play Srixons because we, we – you know, they provide us with, with golf balls for our pass books. Um, but I'm kind of indifferent when it comes to the to the golf ball. As long as it's a halfway decent ball, mm-hmm. I don't really care. I'm not going to play, you know, probably top flights or pinnacles or anything. They don't make but, top flights anymore, do they? No, maybe. I did have somebody for a gag gift for Christmas give me the uh, Mach 1 golf balls. They're supposedly the loudest golf ball on the market. Like when you hit it, it's supposed to sound really? like, sound like an explosion. Really? So I'll have to we'll have to try those next time we play. Huh? Yeah, I, I well, I'm out for another couple more months, but I didn't know that a golf ball had different sounds. But I thought well, it was the so club. This I thought one, it was the club. This one has a little like uh, like nipple looking thing on the back that you face towards the club whenever you hit it, and I guess it's like some sort of. I don't know, different composite or something that's supposed to make a really loud bang whenever you hit it. They're, huh. they're like, they're not to be. So they don't go far or anything. They just. I, no, no idea. Okay. They're just meant to be loud. Because they used I think to have. I used they're to supposed have those... to like shock your friends, like tee one up, and when you hit it, they're going to be like, oh my God, like what happened? Uh, but they're not like the exploding, explode, ex, exploding golf balls. Remember no. those? Yes, they came I out did. a few years ago. Mm-hmm. You, you hit it, and it would just explode. Powderize, yeah. Powderize, yeah. It would be funny. Anyway, I could get away with it because it was a, it had no logos, nothing on it. And I would say to my friends, I'd say, hey, I just got this new prototype golf ball from Titleist. It came in a white box, no logos on it. Why don't you give it a shot? And they'd be all excited, and all of a sudden the thing would explode on it. So, anyway, it, were, it, it was funny one time, maybe two. That was it. So, anyway, coming up next, let's talk about uh, the first of the year. It's January 6th, and what happened yesterday, or what happened last Saturday, Eli wasn't here, but he heard it, and just needs to be talked about for a minute. We'll do that next. Everyone loves paneling, especially when it's the pigskin panel. Every Wednesday morning at 7.55, the Musers, Tim Kalashaw, and the Ticket Team nailing hot Cowboys opinions to the wall on Sports Radio 96.7 and 1310, The Ticket. 8.16, Sports Radio 96.7 and 1310, The Ticket. It's the tee box on this Saturday, the first Saturday of 2024, Craig. And this segment brought to you by Arcus Golf and United Ag and Turf for all your John Deere wants and needs. And we'll talk about uh, Mackenzie Hughes and some of the comments he made at 8.50. At 9.10, I have a question about our Texas roadways that I wanted to dive into that Kern and I had a little uh, precursor conversation to about a half an hour ago. But I want to pose the question to you and see what you think. And I know exactly the reason why. 
We'll talk about that at 9.10. Do some leaderboards here uh, coming up at 8.30. Got uh, brand new seasons upon us, and we'll dive into the leaderboard. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Did you watch it all yesterday? I did. I did. I kind of like the uh, kind of prime time the golf. Evening golf. Where, yeah, where you can flip it on at 5 o'clock and watch for a few hours. By the way, that's a, you've not played that golf course, have you? No, I haven't. I've, I've never been to Hawaii. That's a bucket list course to play. I've, that's what I've heard. And I bet, given what's gone on in Maui the last year, everything that's happened, I bet they're needing to get some people out there. I bet, they, I bet a media trip's coming soon. It's possible. Um, I know when, when I flipped the TV on yesterday afternoon, Steph, my wife, walked in five, ten minutes later, and she looked at the TV, and she goes, God, where is that? I was like, it's in Hawaii. And she was like, oh, my gosh, what an amazing golf course. So it's uh, definitely scenic for it's sure. It's one of those golf courses where if you play the right tees, right, if you're playing where they are, it's not. But if you play the right tees and you hit the slopes – that are that you can hit the slopes on those things. Your golf ball will hit, and then just carry roll for another 120 yards. Yeah, they were showing that on 18 yesterday. That par five that's down. Yes, the hill. if you hit it in the right yeah. spot. They had the uh, they have a drone that follows the golf ball as it trundles down the hill. And there was one and I can't remember who hit it, but the total roll time on it was 50 seconds. Yeah, and it and it brought the the one thing that they do wrong there is it rolls into the rough Mm -hmm. like you know what where it's going you know how it's going you make that fairway but i guess if they make that fairway i guess it still rolls until it finds the rough but um by the way it's one of those things that i still ever want to talk about i don't know how you fix this but because of the roll on those on that golf course you know one of the things that they do in golf if you're at a pga tour event you're at the cj cup byron nelson for example and you know everybody's hitting the ball X distance. They move the tee boxes around so your golf ball doesn't land in the same place every day. Mm-hmm. So the likelihood of being in a divot is lower. Sure. So yesterday, the last three threesomes, in the last three holes, I saw six golf balls in divots. Yeah, that's not ideal. And... You know, it's such one of those most difficult rules because, you know, how do you – it's a tough rule, especially for amateurs, right? All of a sudden your ball's in a divot. It's a harder shot for you. It's much more difficult. What do you do? And you just hit a perfect shot in the fairway. Now you're in a divot. Not being rewarded properly, right? The worst rule in golf, I think. But how do you fix it? Because what the, what it's, the, a, it's especially bad on the PGA Tour, given the fact that they all hit it in the same place. Well, that's why I say they move the tees. Yeah, so, but that, so when, that, when you still have 144 players first two days, yes, the likelihood of the guys at the end hitting one end is probably pretty high. Yeah, and, and on that 18th hole, that speed slot that you're talking about is probably 75 yards wide by 75 yards wide. So if you hit any ball into that one area, it's all going to end up in the same spot. Correct. And that's where it, it that's doesn't matter it, where you move the team. Correct. And that's what happened. It happened on, I think 15's the other par five happened at 15 also. And I, and I, I, I don't know how to change that rule because now you're going to argue with your friends all the time. What constitutes a divot, right? Yeah, That's true. And I, I, when I play my, you know, weekend games with, with my group, we always kind of play them up in the fairways because we're playing a lot of municipal golf courses. Mm-hmm. You know, we're not playing Brook Hollow where, you know, everything's just going to be immaculate they all do, the time. They do 9,000 rounds a year. Right, yeah. exactly. So everything's usually 
pretty squared away. You know, so if, if you're in the fairway, we usually play them up, or you can, you know, not like a club length, but if it's in a divot or if it's on a spot of hard pan yeah. or there's a giant rock under your ball, you know, move it a, you know, a foot if you need to. But. My my group has the the croupier runs our group, and he's a stickler for rules, and we play the ball down, and even if it rained all day yesterday, if it's not squishing, we play the ball down. And it has happened, right? I mean, it doesn't happen like it does on tour, like you said, because they all hit the ball in the same place. But, boy, you hit the, you hit a perfect tee shot, and that ball's sitting in a divot that a guy didn't even sand. And I don't even know what what's better or worse. Would you rather have a divot that's really deep, but it's on the ground, or would you rather be sitting on one that just got sanded? And it's kind of like a bunker shot in the sand, middle of the fairway. Sand, probably. Probably, too, because at least it's sitting up at yeah, I don't know. I you know, it's, I bet the rules committee th- talks about it every two years when they change rules, and I bet they just can't come to a deci- you can't come to a a. I, I think what's the, fair, what's murky about it is, as you mentioned before, what constitutes a divot? Because yeah. you could have one that was a divot a week and a half ago that's almost fully yeah. recovered, and Patrick Reed's going to tell you and, it's a divot. Right, and still. there, there are going to be guys that'll say yeah. that's still a divot. So yeah, yeah. I, I get it. Anyway, we d- digress into rules yes, talk. but that was it is a golf show, and you know we are number one rated, so we could talk about whatever we want, right? <laughs> oh, sure, I suppose. <laughs> Speaking of which. Last week you weren't here. It was your week off. I got a week off coming up mm-hmm. as I'm going to the PGA show. And um, I was still wearing my brace for my shoulder because I just had surgery. And our good buddy Mike Brosen, because we were out at Crest Cars that week. By the way, this segment brought to you by Crest Cars. Get that out of the way. And he doesn't – I got all black on and he doesn't see my brace. He comes over and slaps my shoulder as hard as he can and this ensued ea play it i'm gonna bring us the what i consider to be the top 10 moments of the college football season that got Mm. us where we are going into tomorrow going into monday uh we're also going to have uh kevin bring us the tailgate buffet and Ah, uh you know there's also like as kevin said we're gonna that was not Craig's fault. What he just had he just had shoulder surgery. Michael comes in and gives him a good natured slap on the shoulder and he oh. went down like a shot. And we dumped it too. We so, caught it in time. So he F bombed and it was all for good reason. That's our ender. Alright, we're out. Yeah. See ya. Happy New you Year. You know what I smell? I smell lost. So, <clears throat> were you listening? Uh, no. I actually, we were doing some kind of housework, trying to get Christmas stuff kind of squared away, mm-hmm. which we're still working on. But uh, I got a text message from my dad, who listens every Saturday, even whether I'm on the show or not. Mm-hmm. And he texts me, he goes, hey, did you just hear that? Like, exclamation point, question mark. And I was like, no, what happened? And I'm, immediately I knew what happened, but didn't know what happened. <laughs> uh, and he goes, man, you gotta, you gotta turn it on, and you know we have the DFW Sports Day app where you can rewind an right. hour. And so I popped it on, and I rewound about five minutes and listened to it. And then because I enjoy the uh, unedited version of eBreak, anytime I hear something that gets dumped, whether it be during the emergency break of the week segment or just during a show where somebody accidentally drops an f bomb or whatnot, I'll jump on what's called the logger, which 
you can basically go and download download our show or any of the shows. It's for the producers to put the shows on the you know website or whatever. And so I went on there and popped on and downloaded the unedited version for my own amusement. So and I laugh. Got, oh yeah, of course. Yeah, Kern, I don't remember what you were doing. I was looking at you in amazement, and and also with uh, concern because you were hunched over so bad. Yeah, I a couple things about it. I, I want to say number one, every year beginning of the year, I always make this proclamation that I'm going to go e-brake free. You did well last year. Uh, I won three times. That's uh, got, good for you. Got nominated seven. That's not so good. Um, probably the four that I didn't win were probably more deserving than the three that did win. So hang on. You, got, you got nominated seven times last year? Mm-hmm. Okay, there's 52 weeks in a year, and since we've started with the three of us on the show, you probably took eight to ten weeks off probably? More, because sure, I probably took 12 weeks off. Yeah, that's pretty that's a pretty salty percentage. <laughs> so 40 weeks you were nominated. You had seven nominations and so, 40 shows. So I, I – yeah – um, I didn't win this week. Um, yeah, you got robbed, though. No, you did get robbed. You should. Well, won. a win is a loss is still a loss, and so I didn't win. So I can still be e break free this year. That's true. That's true. But I, only forty weeks to go. To me, the funniest part, and current since you've been with us the longest. To me, the funniest part of the entire thing was... I think had you won the e-brake this week, though, I think it would have counted for last year because technically the actual e-brake was still in 2023. So, FYI, the T-Box had been nominated four of the last five weeks. Three of them were mine. One of them was Rick's with the... uh, I forgot. Yeah, whatever it was, but yes, but three, I had I got three of the last five weeks. I got nominated only one once, which is good. But anyway, so and the, by the way, just for those of you curious, the words that he dropped there were the f bomb, and then followed by in a row, f- followed by f and a. <laughs> just since if, you, a, if you were curious, what was behind the beep? It not only hurt, but it scared the crap out of me that something was going to go bad. So, But the funniest part of the thing to me... How bad do you think Brozen would feel if you had to go back and have the surgery redone because he blasted a screw out of your shoulder blade well, or whatever? One of the things he says to me all the time I, is, I may run out of money, but it won't be today. Whenever he does anything, he goes, let's go do this. I said, why? He goes, well, because we can. I said, Mike. He goes, well, I may run out of money, but it won't be today. See, my mantra is I may run out of money, and it might be today. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the funny part of it to me is 21 years I'm on the air. Anytime I I screw up in any way, shape, or form, Rick will pounce on my ass. That he will. For anything. I swear on the air twice. Mark pounce on my ass, by the way. Just for the record. <laughs> Proceed. I swear twice on air. Twice. The world's worst word I can use, right, on the air? Yes. And for whatever reason, for the first time ever, he defends me. He defended you unequivocally. Yeah, I thought that was... <laughs> maybe he's, he's, he's usually just burying you when you do something. Yeah, maybe he's getting soft in his old age. That could be, yeah, could be. 
So anyway, I thought it was that was the funny part of it. But anyway, I digress. Back to golf. Back to golf. So anyway, I'm still officially e-break free for 2024, and I will have a goal. I lasted a long time last year, but. Still didn't do it. Didn't so. quite make it. All right, 829 on the tickets. Coming up next, we have a new season upon us. The Century in Hawaii is taking place at the Plantation Course in Kapalua. We'll take a look at the leaderboard next. The NFL is on the ticket. Tomorrow night, after our Cowboys Commanders postgame show, it's the AFC East title game between the Bills and the Dolphins. The NFL, brought to you by SodaWeightLoss.com, Mark Spain Real Estate, and Sports Radio 96.7 and 1310, The Ticket. It's you, it's you, you, isn't it you? No. It's me? Yeah. Okay, what's up, America? Why do you think I told you? <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think I told you the mentions? Gotcha. Which <laughs> you, a little bit which of you undoubtedly forgot already, right? I did, because you're going to say them. So, uh, by the way, it's 834 on the ticket. You got the tee box, Eli and Craig out here at uh, 850. What are we doing at 850? Uh, you mentioned the McKenzie Hughes. Yes. Did you read that? I did. Were you a little intrigued by that? By A little perplexed by his... I don't know if I was perplexed, but it's, uh, it's definitely kind of... There's... A level of irony to it. Okay, thank you. Very well, very well put. That's why he edits our magazine professionally because he is the wordsmith of our group. By the way, this segment is brought to you by uh, City of Arlington Golf Courses and the Dallas Golf Expo. The Dallas Golf Expo, March twenty second through the twenty fourth. Hey, we're filling up. I got some really cool stuff going on for that thing. You guys all need to come and see us because Eli will be master of ceremonies. Imagine you for three straight days with a microphone walking around. I, uh, my going rate's increasing when you keep calling me a wordsmith, just FYI. <laughs> yes. By the way, as a Georgia Bulldog, going to the century was really cool because six of, uh, six of our, our alum are playing this week. And it is, it used to be, the century used to be the, uh, you had to win to get into this. And now they've changed it to, I don't even know how, top 50, top. Uh, yeah, I think I think so. And wins, and because Vijegas is, Camille Vijegas is not top 50, but he won. But he so, won, yeah, that's correct. So there's 60-some players, 59. 59, yeah. So, yeah, some way, somehow, everybody got in who was top 59. And what a shock. None other than Scotty Scheffler's leading the tournament. Surprise, surprise. Not by much, though. It's a very tight leaderboard at the top. By the way, this is a fun if – you, if you have some time this evening, you don't have plans tonight uh, in between the football games, watch a little bit of this because it's a fun golf course and they to watch. are just absolutely mashing this thing, too. But it's – you, you need to go play this course, Eli. I, didn't, I played it when I was – a not a very good golfer at the time, and still I, loved I don't. It. This this might be breaking news to you, but uh, traveling to Hawaii is not cheap. Just FYI, you'll get it. I'm going to tell you, there'll be a press trip soon. Okay, mark my words. Maui needs to help. They do by flying media idiots over there for free. Yeah, and that'll help. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, the, the, so dead last on this leaderboard, Craig is two under. Is that is that too easy? The golf course too easy when dead last is under par? 
All right, so if you had a cut, let's just say if you had a cut, it'd be 30, 30, 30, 10 it'd be under? probably 10, yeah, 9 or 10 under. Okay, because I was going to compare it to, the, to TPC Craig Ranch, but I think 5 under made the cut two years ago. It was 4 or 5, yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, this is way easier. And Although so, it's the 60th best players, too, so. True, but, so this is a course that has a lot of, uh, topography change, a lot of elevation change, a lot of speed slots where guys have wedges in their hands, and it's kind of main defense, as with a lot of golf courses, is the wind. And, there being, and there's been zero wind for two days, yes. so they are just butchering this place. Yeah, it's it's still a fun golf course to watch, to watch these guys hit it. There's one drivable par four mm-hmm. where... Where they were all hitting three woods into yesterday. Uh, Aberg did, and so did uh, somebody I was watching right at the same time. But then did you watch Cantley and Shoffley almost hit the ball out of bounds? Yeah. I mean, they barely were in bounds, barely. And, and so, yeah, it's kind of fun. Uh, I think one of them still made birdie. Mm-hmm. Um, but Scotty's leading by one over a group of Terrell Hatton, who – Did you see his latest meltdown yesterday? I didn't see it. It's, boy, he, he runs a little hot, and he – kind of chunked a chip, and he did the three straight club slams into the ground, followed by two left kicks and a right kick at the ground. It was hysterical. So he, he, yeah, he's, so his he blood was, pressure gets up pretty quick. So I, in my mind, I believe that um, the Live Tour shot their load with, um, uh, okay. with their – Can we, um, can we say that? <laughs> their load of cash. Get your hand, get I'll, your mind out of the gutter. I, I'm just curious. <laughs> I, I think shot their wad is the more commonly used. What's the difference between wide and low? That's a little different. Is Kern, it? Is it? I think it's different. But um, but Hatton, Hat, Rob still still needs to fill out his team for Live, and Hatton was probably the number one name that was rumored. Fact that he's playing this week kind of shuts that down for now, anyway, doesn't it? Maybe. You don't think? Okay. He's tied with Sung J M and Brandon Todd. I need to talk to you about Brandon Todd on purpose. No. So Brandon he's got a new, new caddy. So let's talk about that. So he. So Cam. So Webb Simpson. Not playing that great. Paul Tesori is one of the best caddies in the world. He ha- he was with BJ Singh for forever, right? And then he goes to Webb Simpson, wins majors with with Webb Simpson, goes to Cam Young last year. Mm-hmm. Talented young player. Yes, still hasn't won a PJ Tour event though. Got rid of his beard this year though, so Did we'll he? see. I don't know what that has to do with anything, but uh, I I look when I see somebody like um, James Harden playing with a beard like that and sweating his butt off playing, I think that can't be comfortable. And I think when you're playing in the hot sun on the PGA Tour with that giant beard like that, it can't be comfortable. Just my personal opinion. So yeah, maybe we'll see. But anyway, so Cam, he and Cam decide to part ways, and so he, Paul Tesori, now who's one of the um, the best caddies on tour, is now with Brandon Todd, and he says, "This is a," um, he says, "He says." Paul Tesori went to work for Cam Young, the 2022 Rookie of the Year in March, but they pair separated at the end of the season. Tesori also worked for VJ Singh when Singh was the number one player in the world. So tell me if this line makes sense to you. Well, you know he's a good caddy if he worked for VJ because VJ makes him work, buddy. Yep. 
I think it provided me a great opportunity. My previous caddy and I finished the year really strong, and him and Paul both learned from VJ. So I think that just I think just that level of professionalism and preparedness serves me really well out there. So I'm really lucky to have Paul in my bag. Well, wait, he just talked really positively about his caddy his caddy from last year. Uh, it didn't make any. What, so why did you get rid of him? You finished the year really strong with the guy. He but he and Paul both learned from VJ. I mean, I guess you're just always kind of looking for the next best thing. I I suppose. I, I, I kind of I just kind of raised an eyebrow. That's like man, that doesn't make any sense to me. But there's a lot of things that golfers, even at the amateur level, do that don't make sense. And at the professional level where you've got to be even more OCD to really be successful, I think that there there's just some peccadilloes they have that are very bizarre. And a lot of times they switch caddies like they switch underwear. Yeah. They just they just they think there's something better out there. Let's give this a try. Let's try this guy. Let's try this golf ball. Let's try this glove. I mean it's they're always just trying to find that little edge. By the way, Brandon Todd's tied for second. Chris Kirk, another UGA alum, he's tied for fifth. And uh, Brian Harmon's tied for ninth. Steps Track is tied for ninth. I think the University of Georgia alum are just trying to make a statement that we are not in the Final Four. So you are just literally going to go through the entire leaderboard and only highlight the University of Georgia players? Is no, that what we're I doing just, here? I just did it for a second. Now back on to the rest of the people. Victor Hovland. Um, Victor Hovland is uh, tied for fifth, along with Colin Morikawa. I predict big years for both of those two guys. Well, I mean, that's not a, that's not a hard <laughs> that's thing, not right? A real but, bold prediction after but what I, Hovland just did. But but I think Hovland's Hovland's one of those guys who, you know, a lot of these guys have a big year like that, and they have a little bit of fall off, kind of enjoy their time a little bit. I don't see that happening with him. And Morikawa did not have a good year last year. No. It, for him, anyway. Uh, towards the end of the season, he started to put it back together a little bit. And I think he's got a swing down right. I watched the way he I, – I really like his swing. That it, I don't know how he ever misses a ball. Just the way he swings, it just looks like it's going to go in the right direction every time. Just looking at him. But they're tied with uh, B.H. on. I'm going to say it the right way. B.H. on. That guy hits a ball a long way, too. Mm-hmm. Well, they all do. Yeah. Uh, Matthew Fitzpatrick uh, is tied for ninth along with Akse Batia and Sahith Tagala. And My man, Sahith, won me 50 bucks last year. I think Akshay is going to have a really good year, too. I think he's only 19 years old. No, he? he's like 24 or something. He's, no way. Akshay Batia, he's a little older than you think. No way. He's definitely in his 20s. Let's see. He was born in 2002. So 22. He's 20, 20, 21 right now. So I'll give us both a half of a victory there. I'll take it. Um, but he's going to have a good year this year. You know who I think is going to have a good year, Craig? Who's that? Our good buddy Jordan Spieth. I do too. I think he's going to have uh, one of the better years he's had in the last half dozen or so. I think we're potential in the conversation for a couple majors, and I think uh, maybe two or three wins for him. I I would not disagree with you there. Now, I, I don't know how much focus he has, given that he's now has two kids. He's got one, and she's pregnant again, right? Is that correct? 
She's got two. He just had his just second. Just had his second. Okay, I couldn't mm-hmm. remember whether she had just had the second one or not. But mm-hmm. It's a lot on your plate when you're not on the course, but I think uh, maybe the second kid, I, I think maybe he'll motivate him to get out and practice a little bit more. But, like, you know what, let's uh, – Yeah, I got to go, hon. Yeah, I got to get out gotta and go. work on the game a little bit. Got to go. So I'm, I'm, I'm thinking big things for Jordan this year. Yeah, um, yeah, I, 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 I'm, I'm with you, and I, and I feel big things for your butt. What you always liked him too is Cam Young. I feel like he's going to have something he's this year. Due for a breakthrough, I he would is. think. The one I don't know about is Tony Finau. I, I wonder, like a guy like him, and we may talk a little bit about this when we talk about McKenzie Hughes next segment. Um. When he has a bad tournament, how much does he go back and start thinking about, man, I should have taken the money. Man, I should have been taking the money. Man, I should have taken the money. Yeah, especially given that apparently his dad's being sued by everybody in the world. I I, I bet there are probably some second thoughts there, but I don't know. He seems like such a even keel kind of yeah jovial guy that maybe he just doesn't frame it that way. Yeah. I think for him, he's got – 43 kids like maybe just like <laughs> family is just like family is the most important thing and you know what like i'm we're, we're gonna be fine regardless so funny funny eric call who uh won the the um rookie of the year like, like the oldest one in 15 years do you know the last person who did it older than him was mm, craig rosengarden nope buddy of yours Todd Hamilton. Todd Hamilton. Yeah, that, that makes Wanted sense. Wanted at 36. Yeah. So he's been the oldest since Todd did. Oh, right. Hammy. Good for him. So how about that? Uh, by the way, also won it like exactly the same amount of time, like 25 years since his mom won it. Laura yeah. Ball, uh, won the Rookie of the Year on the LPGA. She was cute. I don't think I'd ever seen a picture of her when she was younger. She was it. Yeah. Everybody was into Jan Stevenson, but I'm a brunette fan, and Laura was a brunette, and I liked her. She got me into golf. She and Jack. Yes. Um, there was one more. Oh, Tom Hoagie. I like Tom Hoagie because he's a Fort Worth resident. Good guy. He probably had the highest score of anybody on 18 yesterday. I don't know if you saw it at all. Did you see he hit his second shot? They're all going at the green, and I think there were five or six eagles, and almost everybody made birdie. He pulled his shot a little bit to the left and was in. It looked like a cornfield. Yeah. It literally looked like a cornfield. I did see that. And he swung and missed. Or it, it went a few feet into a place where he said, I can't hit it again. So they had to go all the way back, and he made double on the easiest hole in the golf course. But um, That'll happen. I still root for him. It happens to the best of us. And Harris English is at 9-under. You know where he went to school. And yes, I do. Try to think. You know, you talk about guys who's going to play well and who's not. I'll ask your opinion on this one. Where do you think Hideki's going to – he didn't have a good year last year, really. He was basically hurt all year, wasn't he? Yeah. So where's he finished this year? I, eh, I don't know. Everybody seems to be getting better when you have one of those off years like that where you can't practice as much as you need to because you're banged up and you're focusing on just trying to make as much money as you can, but you can't really practice. Yeah. Sometimes can leave you in the dust if you're yep. not careful. So I've been on a really, really nice roll on DraftKings. I take my one DraftKings team, and I, I study, and I, I've been doing it really, really well. And I had a, my top five guys are really good right now, and the sixth guy I took was him. 
thinking maybe it's time. Oh, I took it. Well, here's the thing. No cut. That's true. And they can go low. You there. never know. Yeah, I mean, um, there's but, there's uh, 62s and 63s out there. So, But I've got uh, Hovland, Morikawa, Young, um, Brandon Todd, and Sung Yim as uh, M is my team, so I'm in really, really good shape, except I need Hideki to do something. Well, he might not do that for you, but we'll see. All right, 8.50 on the ticket. Coming up next, we got some Mackenzie Hughes thoughts for you. He uh, did a pretty uh, provocative interview a couple of days ago I, and had some hot sports opinions. I know that sounds like and... why we're we talking about Mackenzie Hughes, but there's one big reason for it. Yeah, absolutely. Don't confuse Muse in the News with the nightly news. It's not fake, and it's a lot funnier. Check it out this Monday morning with Gordo at 7.15 during the Musers on Sports Radio 96.7 and 1310, The Ticket. All right. 8.57 here on The Ticket. You've got the T-Box, Eli Jordan, Craig Rosengarten. Rick Arnett took the Saturday off. We've got EA running the board. Dylan Reed giving you those ticket tickers. You just heard one moments ago. And Kern out here running the board for us. And uh, coming up here in about uh, 15 minutes, I've got a question I want to propose to the P1s and you guys as well and uh, those back at the station about our roadways here in DFW. And then at 9.30, we'll have a little hodgepodge of golf news, including what in God's name was Jason Day wearing yesterday. And uh, a U.S. Open champion will make his return next week, so we'll talk about that at 9.30. Then we'll mix with the college football tailgate boys. Which has been a haven for e-breaks. It has been, yes. Our uh, mix with those guys has just been wheels off. Even if you don't golf, I'd stay tuned for that because you never know. And uh, this segment is brought to you by the new 1876 Country Club up in Salina. You can go to 1876countryclub.com for more information there. And Invited Clubs. So uh, thank you to those sponsors. And, Craig, I'm going to let you quarterback this segment because this is something you brought up to me yesterday. And uh, you mentioned an article that you wanted to get into. And uh, yeah. yeah. So Mackenzie Hughes, not a big name, right? Kern, you haven't heard of him, have you? That's a negative. Yeah, so – you and I know who he is because we're golf savants, and, and well, we, it's, savant may be a strong word, but we're just we're we're in the industry and follow the game regularly. So Mackenzie Hughes, Kent State graduate, so wasn't very highly recruited. If you go to Kent State, that means that Texas and o- Oklahoma State and Stanford and Georgia weren't real into you, right? Yeah, the blue bloods probably weren't knocking your door down, but he found a way to make a living playing golf. He is now number 66 in the world. That's pretty solid. Pretty solid. Last year, he finished 51st in the FedEx Cup rankings. Okay. So, what's that mean? Well, 51st is pretty good, right? Yeah. When you get in, you've got your card for next year, you're going to get into the Invitationals. You know, you'll get into Colonial, you'll get into Bay Hill, the Arnold Palmer, you get into Memorial, get into the Players. But you don't get into the elevated events because that's top 50. And that's where you make the big bucks these days. Right, because no matter what, you're getting a check when you go to those places. That's right. And so when John Rahm decided to go to live, that moved Mackenzie Hughes from 51st 
Fiftieth. Right, because John Rahm was what second or third ranked in the world, and so in FedEx Cup points. Yes, FedEx. So now he's moved to fiftieth. He is now in all of it. He's in Hawaii this week, and um, there's a couple things that he said in this article that I kind of want to just touch base on. The first one is, um, he said, I was home for Thanksgiving. I heard the ROM stuff. He knew he needed one guy to move. And so he heard the ROM stuff starting to circulate. It seemed like a long time. They were flying for for a while. We never really heard what was happening one way or the other. But then he finally announced it. I knew well before he announced that he was going. You know, I talked to guys guys on tour and either they lied to me or Mackenzie Hughes knew something that they didn't but guys who were on the board and guys who were and said yeah we don't know what he's going to do we heard the rumors we don't know what he's going to do Mackenzie Hughes I knew well before it just kind of surprised me a little bit yeah but then he made another comment um he was. He came back, and we'll get into the controversial part of it. But he said, um, he said he was never offered anything from Liv. Why? Why would he be? Think of some of the guys that got offered things in Liv. There were guys way below him on the on the board. I mean, Danny Lee got offered something. But I know, who, okay. way but I know who Danny Lee is. Yeah, and Danny Lee also probably brings in a more worldwide type market because he appeals to the Asian contingent. Okay, how about um, uh, I'm trying to think of somebody on that Louis Pyatt. So get, James, James Pyatt? James Pyatt, thank yeah, the, you. Yeah. Won, won the US Am? Yeah. I mean, won the US Amateur. I mean, I we, just, we, we know who he is. We always, I mean, talked, well, I, we always talked about <laughs> I didn't know his first name. <laughs> we always We always look at I, you know, when we were talking, when we, you and I and Rick would talk, and we say, I wonder how far down the list they went before they. Uh, Pat Perez. Who takes Pat Perez over Mackenzie Hughes? Uh, he's got a pretty good social media following. He's, his wife is very outspoken on social media as well. She's not bad to look at. So a lot of people follow him. He, he does the podcast tours, and people know who Pat Perez is because, okay. because he's Pat kind Perez of a turd. <laughs> he is a turd. I mean,. I, I but, just, so, but sometimes that's – I mean, you need the heels. I just look at it and say, okay, so the live guys stopped at 65 in the world, and so Mackenzie Hughes never got an offer. I'm thinking he probably is better than a – he's better than Chase Kepka. Well, I mean, you're correct, but he doesn't have the last name Kepka. Yeah. If his name was Mackenzie Kepka, he would be on the live. Graham McDowell. Give me that. I know. Want a, yes. want a U.S. Open. Yes, but Graham McDowell does I, nothing. Dude, I get it, man. Mackenzie Hughes is a better player than Sergio at this point. Yeah. I mean, but, but, no, I understand but Sergio, nobody yes. knows who he is. Yeah. I, I just, well, now you know that they didn't go all the way down and offer everybody. Because right. here's a guy who was number 51 on the FedEx Cup points, never got an offer from him. Yeah. But he made a, first off, he's on the policy board. And he says he has no idea what's happening. And he got really offended. There was some meeting at some event. They were talking about yeah. the elevated events. And they had a private meeting, and he wasn't invited. 
I mean, only the top ten or twenty guys. Is it possible that maybe he's just a colossal jackass and no one wants to be around him? Then why is he even on the policy board? They wouldn't put. They'd never put Patrick Reed on the policy board. They would have never put because he's a cheater. (laughs) They would never put Pat Perez on the policy board. They would never put guys like that on the policy board. He's got to be a likable to some level. I don't know. I mean. I'm just playing devil's advocate here of why the Liv didn't call him and why they didn't invite him to this meeting if he's on the policy. Okay. Or maybe people just don't get along with him. Okay, maybe you're right. And maybe, I, maybe I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt. And, and I always tell people, like, what's the PGA Tour like? And it's like, look, it's just like anywhere else you work. If you think there's – if you think – Whatever percentage of the people in the in the workforce is gay, I guarantee you that's the percentage of the of on the PGA tour that are gay. If you want to talk about how many percentage of the people, how did we get into that? I'm just saying, any the percentage of people <laughs> who are in the workforce are ass, ass clowns. That's percentage of the of the pe- guys on the PGA tour that ass are ass clowns. clowns. They, it's just it it's still a business, right? And it's still a group of guys. And if you look at it in a mosh pit, they're all going to look like the rest of society too. And that, yes, so maybe he isn't the nicest and friendliest guy on tour, but he doesn't. There's nothing that he has done up to this point that makes me believe that he's I, I in would, that group. I would agree with you, but you know, I just again just playing devil's advocate. But here. then he kind of came into these tweets and kind of said, "You know what? We obviously miss Brooks Kepka, Phil Mickelson, Dustin Johnson, Cam Smith, and if Brooks wanted to come back tomorrow, I'd be okay with it." And he said, but I know that the guys who turned down the big money probably would have a big problem with it. I would think so. But I didn't turn down any money because I wasn't offered it, so I don't care. I, I think that's fair. I mean, I not a bad thought process, but guess what? If John Rahm comes back, he ain't playing at the century right now getting a check. No. I, I just – I don't know. I, I, I thought for a guy like him um, – he did kind of go in and say, look, we were in really good shape when the pandemic hit because it was the one sport that nobody that went on without a hitch, right? Really did. Yeah, for the most part, yeah. And then Liv came and it just fractured the entire sport. Mm-hmm. And he said, it really sucks to be a fan right now. Which I, I mean, there's nothing that he's said so far that I would say is just outlandish or completely false. Except the part outlandish is the fact that he had a little sour grapes and said, hey, look, I know I'm not a, I'm not, I'm, I'm not a name, but I am on the policy board, and when you guys made all these decisions on these elevated events and stuff, I wasn't a part of that. Well, I mean, what about that's false? If you're on the policy board, you should be representing the rest of the tour, and he should have been part of that decision, don't you think? Yeah, that's what I'm saying, though. Yeah. I mean, he's not saying anything no. that's incorrect. I mean... And I don't even think it's sour grapes. I mean, you you and I both agree that if he's part of that policy board, he probably should have been involved with that meeting. Well, he got to number 50, so he's in now. Yeah. And so he's going to make all the money that he needs to make because he's t- – and I don't know what happens if on the elevated events top 50 get in, but if, you know, Jordan's having another baby and can't play that week, does, do they go to number 51 or do they stop? So he was probably in good shape either way, I guess. Uh, I'm not sure how that works. I, I don't know if they just – if number 51 gets in a few events, if there's withdrawals or things, you know, happen. I, I don't know. I wonder if Brooks Kepka's contract's over at the end of this year and he wants to come back, 
you and I as fans would say, sure, bring him. Yeah, wouldn't have any problem with it. Mackenzie Hughes would say, sure, bring him. Mm-hmm. What's Rory, Jordan, Justin, all the guys who turned down the big money, what do they say? They'd probably back over him with their car. <laughs> I don't know if they'd back up for with their car, but I'd kind of say. I'm sure they, they, would, need to they wouldn't some, just welcome him back with open arms. You need some pain, right? You yeah. need some pain. There's got to be some level of pain that you have to have to say, look, you took that $150 million and left us. You want to come back, that's fine, but. Yeah. And I don't know what that is, but I think it's going to happen, don't you? Or do you think it's going to stay? Look, I don't know. Here's the I thing. I mean, and we're still we're still kind of up in the air on this whole merger thing between the tour and like we still don't really even know what's going to well, happen with you, that if anything and did you see they they they've got till april they've extended the deadline right. till april now which means ain't happening this year no they're just kicking the can down the road at this point point. and so um when you think about it, it it's i keep looking at it i don't know what john rob got but it was a mammoth number most people rumored it was what 500 million and Ish, I, yeah between it, three and five so yeah. that's a Big number. Their TV ratings were nothing. I think they somebody said they they got they brought in twelve million dollars last year. Oh, they, I mean, they're, you like, got all they were the, at, like reruns of Judge Judy that were getting better ratings. But just like, even that's not, like, that's just not even a just joke. people who paid for tickets to all the things, everything in mm-hmm. their overall revenue for the year was twelve million. That didn't pay for Pat Perez. No, that probably didn't pay for Pat Perez's wife's travel expenses. <laughs> so. I still believe that I don't care how much money the the Saudis have. At some point, they are gonna they're just gonna look at it. somebody on their board is gonna say, "Why are we still spending all yeah, this but, money on this?" And that, that was kind of one of my points from the very get go with them slinging all this money around at these guys. Is man, at some point, I, I understand they have infinite money, but at some point, even the most haphazardly spending business person will look at it and say, when am I going to start seeing at least a little bit of ROI on this? Yes. Yes. You know, like, I don't need to see, like, all the money back right now, but I need to at least see some growth and say, hey, you know, maybe in two or three years this thing might be making some profit. Maybe even in 10 years. Sure. But I don't even think in 10 years, unless you get one of the major mar- major networks to carry you. That's Got to happen. I agree. And I think you've got to have it on Fox Sports 1, or you have to have it on ESPN 2, or one of these channels that were, if you're just casually flipping through your sports stations, you might run into it and go, oh, okay, I'll give this a look. I, I guarantee you, people that follow golf regularly, that, that, are, that are avid watchers of every PGA Tour tournament, or most of them, let's call it most of them, I guarantee you... F- Probably 70% of them couldn't tell you which network the live is on. All right, let me ask you this. And I think this has changed, but I'll ask your opinion. If a company right now said, you know what? They signed Rom. They said they've got Mickelson. They've got Kepka. Everybody went for for the money, but it's, it's, it's good right now. Some major company says, I'm going to be the title sponsor of Live Golf. So the Live Golf Tour brought to you by Top Flight. You brought it up, Top Flight. Okay. Does does Top Flight at this point now get any backlash because they sponsored they're sponsoring that tour? Probably not. I mean, I think they it, would have a year ago, right? Maybe. I think if it was if it were Titleist or TaylorMade or one of the 
big heavy hitters. Say it's Callaway. Callaway's been spending money. They've they'd got Rom. They've got Mickelson. They'd probably take a little heat for you it. You think? Just a little. Not as much as it would have been a year ago. But Do you think their sales go down at all? Probably not. I wouldn't. If, if so, it'd be not by much. Okay. All right. Yeah. Well, that's a little bit of Mackenzie Hughes talk, which you never thought beginning of the year – or never thought that I'd ever taught, have a one whole segment on McKenzie Hughes. Well, you you done did it. <laughs> All right. <clears throat> Any sponsors on that? Uh, yes. How about uh, Park Place Dealers and the PGA of America's Coaching Center up in Frisco? In fact, we'll be doing a remote there on January 20th, so come out and see us. By the way, the Park Place uh, Dealerships, presenting sponsor of the Dallas Golf Expo. Signed yesterday. Lovely. How about that? Very cool. All right, coming up next, traffic talk. Yeah, I got I got something I want to bring up to you guys. They call him Razor because he's the sharpest stars analyst around. Daryl Razor Ray. Every Friday morning at 855 with the Musers. Brought to you by Low T Center and Sports Radio 967 and 1310 the ticket. Hey y'all, it's 9.19 on the ticket You got the tee box, Eli and Craig We're having fun Hey, at 9.30 We got a news, bunch of news and notes But Justin Rose did something on the golf course on Thursday That happened to my father The first time he and I ever played in a, in a tournament Okay And I just got a laugh Because I bet it's happened to a lot of us And uh Actually, I did it last year for the first time ever, I think, in my life. And um, Justin took it in stride because I don't think it was his fault, as Rick would say. It was not his fault. But this segment's brought to you by Ewing Buick GMC and uh, Golf Moose. Got uh, Oak Hollow, Prairie Lakes, Grand Oaks, Tempest. A lot of good stuff up on uh, Golf Moose right now. And uh, they always have some vivid apparel out there, and they've got the their vests on sale right now, which is kind of cool stuff. Nice. So, yeah. All right, your segment. Go. So I proposed this question to Kern when I got in this morning because okay. uh, as I was driving in today, and mind you, I'm in Arlington and on a Saturday morning to get here to the office. It usually takes me about 25 minutes because there's not much traffic on mm-hmm. Saturday mornings when I leave the house. and. Rick had texted me yesterday and said, hey, are you going to be able to be at the office at 7 to let Kern in? I said, sure. I'm, you know, I always am because you usually roll in about 7.40 or so. I I pull rank a little bit. No, which is fair. I one mean, that, time in my yeah, – you know, uh, I don't usually do it, but Saturday mornings I do. Totally fine. And I've got no problem with it because usually we don't get into much on Friday nights, and so I'm usually up early anyway. And, of course, this morning I'm driving in and there's, a, there's an accident on I-30 going eastbound, like I-30 and 360. Mm-hmm. So they've got it shut down to one lane, and as I'm sitting in this gridlock, there's ambulances going by and fire trucks going by. and So I knew it was going to be a minute, so I sent Kern a text. I said, hey, man, like I'm, you know, I'm foobar here. I'm, you know, just I'm stuck. And so it's probably going to be about 7.20, maybe even 7.30 before I get there. And he said, no problem, you know, no big deal. Kern can get set up pretty quickly. He's done this before, so. Um, by the way, we are at our offices. But just, yes, we are, yes. Have. So... I had this question for him, and I've noticed this a lot over the last, I'm going to say probably two to three years, but certainly over the last six months. Are people becoming worse drivers? I say yes. 
What do you think? I say yes, and there's a distinct reason. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in, so that's what I wanted to get into. Is I think that everybody would probably agree that we have worse drivers on the roads now than we did 10, 15 years ago. I think there's a couple of reasons for this. Number one, there's more cars on the road. Eh. Num- number two, speed limits have increased in a lot of places. And eh. Number three, I think the vehicle technology has gotten people complacent about driving because the car kind of drives itself at this point. And you, you have backup cameras. We used, I'm just giving you the reasons why um, I think yes, that I, drivers are They're sh- good, but there's one main reason. Okay, and that's why I wanted to ask, but I, 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 my wife in the last two weeks has almost gotten killed twice driving. Once a guy just blew through a red light and almost T-boned her. Like She literally came in the house crying because mm-hmm. she was like, this guy missed me by about two inches. Like It would have been bad. And she almost got backed over in a parking lot another time where she was, like, in, in the grocery store parking lot, and the guy just starts backing up and just doesn't even look behind him. Are people still required to do, like, driver's ed before they get a driver's license? Yes. Or do you just, can you just go down there and say, I want a but driver license? But you go to driver's ed, and you take the test without your cell phone. And people are texting now. And that's the problem why we're all worse drivers. And every single one of us... Are guilty of texting and driving. See, but I like I don't anymore because I've got the uh, what right. car player, whatever. Right. So I just talk to it. I right. just say, yeah, respond. Like so, I'm not. But texting. not everybody uses that. Not everybody does it. And I can't tell you how many times some some person is in the the left lane of the highway going 45 miles an hour. Like, what the hell's going on? creating a danger and I drive around them I look in there and they're, and they're just they're, sure. there's, texting. there's no doubt that's part of the reason and there's too. no question that we have dumbed down this society like driving carefully is no longer important because we have phones in our hands yeah and, and I don't disagree with you at all I think that's part of the problem I think there's also in I, I mentioned this to Kern that, like if you're on the highway there's a handful of idiots that are doing 50 and then everyone else is doing 90. Like, right. there's no in-between. Those like, 50s are texting. And, right, and they're the ones that are getting they're, people jammed up. They're either texting or they've taken a gummy. Well, I guess that could be <laughs> the case, too, which is and there's, also, I think that's don't another do problem. That. But... Yeah, don't do that. So, so I, I was curious, and I looked, up, I looked this up because Kern and I were talking about it. It says, car accident statistics over the last several years... The United States has had over a 16% increase in fatal car crashes from 2018 to 2022. Texas has had 4,496 fatal car accidents, and that was in 2022. That's a 36% increase from 2019. 36% in three years. Mm -hmm. I mean, that can't all be texting, right? I mean, we've had text capabilities for longer than that. Telling you, it's texting. What do you guys back at the station? What do you what do you think? EA way th- in here. I think it's because uh, Craig's right. It's because of these younger kids. They're all into their phones. That's all they do. That's the, their life has been about since they were five. So when they become licensed to drive, they become oh, I need my phone. I'm addicted to my phone. And so it's not. It got worse as the generation's gone on. So you think you think they're like making TikToks while they're driving? Oh, no, I'll sure. say I saw I saw it the other day. <laughs> Guys, I, don't do that. I, it was early. I was coming to the office really early. It was seven a.m. and uh, and I'm I'm at the light over, right in front of us, right. Mm-hmm. And I'm behind the guy, and we're in that right lane, and we're take, turning right, and the light turns green, 
no movement, no movement, no movement. I honk, nothing. So I drive around. It's a kid playing some video game on his yeah. phone. It, it was some sort of, like, I could see him sh- sh- killing people on his phone, you know, shooting some yeah, right. people up. It's like playing Fortnite or whatever. Something. It's like, yeah, give me a break, man. It's 7 o'clock in the morning. Yeah, I mean, I, I I think you're definitely on to something. I mean, I think there's a lot of contributing factors, but I just feel like in let's take let's take the you know cell phones. I just think people just don't know how to drive as well as they used to. I, like I don't think they, I, I don't think they understand like the like the actual laws of the roadway, like how to navigate a four way stop, like how to navigate a like flashing yellow arrow, like. They don't understand the signage. Like it's like you see people just making illegal turns and like parking the wrong way in parking lots when you know when the traffic flow goes one way and they're just driving the other way in a parking lot. I just think there's a there's a lack of basic understanding of fundamental driving. You, you may or may not be right, but I still think it's just that the gen the younger ge- generations are married to their or they're just the the phone is. I mean, glued to their hand, and they can't do anything without that phone, and they're constantly looking. Look, I can't stand it, Eli. I, look, I'm still a gym rat, right? I go to the gym every day. I'm working, and guys my age, and again, it's kind of old man syndrome, just sit there and, what do you do? There's a guy sitting on the on a on machine, does one set, and then texts for about five minutes. Yeah. And then, I want that machine. Okay. What so, am I supposed to do? Well, Get sit, the hell up, buddy. Sit and wait patiently while he finishes his TikTok. And and that's the and there and I love the I love the other one where they nonstop look in the mirror and take pictures of themselves in the mirror in between sets. They, they, they've got to ban the cell phone usage in gyms where people are videoing themselves for me yeah nuts. But it's part of that society of that Grab age. Grab my crotch. Yes. I'm the only guy. Video that, Norman. In the, I'm the only guy in the gym without things in my ears. Yeah. And you're oblivious to everything else that's going on when you have those damn things in your ears and have a phone in your hand. Okay, so so let me ask you this, going back to the vehicles one last time. How long do you think it will be? And there's been talk of this already when it comes to drinking and driving, where vehicles potentially in the future could have the technology where you get in the car and if the like the actual car itself can detect whether you have alcohol on your breath mm-hmm. and then just won't start. Okay. So how long before we have similar technology with cell phones where like let's say if it if your car does not hook your phone up to Apple CarPlay where you can use it wirelessly, it just will not your car won't start because there's the potential of you using your phone while you're driving. You think we ever get to that point? I don't think so. Uh, boy, I I will just say this. You know, it went up in the northeast. I mean, what's I mean, it's it's a, just as bad as driving drunk, right? I mean, just driving the, with your your face down playing Fortnite. So, there's a bunch of states in the northeast that banned talking on your phone while you were driving. Well, but I think so they if all you didn't have. Ha- if you didn't have a hands-free, right. having a phone up to your ear, you'd have been pulled over. Yeah. And I watch my friends, you know, hey, I can't talk right now. I got and then the hands-free stuff, the Apple CarPlay, you mm-hmm. can talk, and now everybody's okay with us talking on the phone while we're in our cars because we're not having that phone up to our ear. That was a workaround, right? Yeah. I think 
The problem is you're not going to take that generation. You're not going to take that phone away from the, from them at any time. They're, I, I just watch it in the gym. They well, can't go one minute without having that phone in, uh, available. There's just no way. Okay, I mean, I think that's I think that's that's fair. But I mean, if if and fa- I hate they fatal like car accidents old man, went up thirty six percent in three years, if they go up another thirty six percent in the next three years, I mean, we're all going to die. I, that's my point. Is like, at what point did they say, "Okay, we've got it. We've got to figure out a way to stop this because people are driving far too distracted." Like, are we going to implement technology where your phone just flat out won't work while you're in the car? <coughs> we'll get to that. Impos- it'll be impossible to do. It'll be impossible to do without the kids figuring out workarounds. Yeah, I guess that's true. I don't know. I just the, I, recently I've been feeling a. a a lot more on edge when I've been driving. Like, I feel like I've got to just kind of be always head on a swivel tight, and you should be that way anyway. But, I mean, I just feel like I'm having to white-knuckle, like, everywhere I go because people just cannot drive. You haven't had teenage kids to drive, and that's what we always would tell our kids when they were driving. I'm not worried about the way you drive. I'm worried about everybody else. You have to be as defensive of a driver as you can. In today's day and age, it's even worse because of the texting, and I think it's... It's a part of our world that we're not getting rid of. I can't stand it. I can't stand it in the gym. I can't stand it whenever I... My wife laughs at me because whenever I pass somebody who's driving bad, I have to look in the window. Yeah. In their windows, disgusted. And she's like, why do you do that? What's the point? I was like, you're right. There is no point. But I just... It drives me nuts and I just kind of want to shake my head disgusted at them. They don't care. Yeah. They don't care. They don't care, right? They're not going to stop. The guy who almost killed stephanie <laughs> he doesn't care he's no. forgotten about it by now yes oh yeah he probably, he probably slept like a baby that night anyway all right i just wanted to bring that up all right it's uh 9 here on the ticket coming up next we've got a little hodgepodge of things we want to talk about including jason day's trousers from yesterday <laughs> and uh we've got some coaching changes and a couple other little nuggets we want to get to but The NFL is on the ticket. The Stars skate on the ticket this Saturday night. So Texans Colts is on our sister station, 570 AM KLIF, tonight at 7. The NFL, brought to you by SotoWeightLoss.com, Mark Spain Real Estate, and Sports Radio 96.7 and 1310, The Ticket. Yeah, all right, 9.38 here on The Ticket. You got the tee box for about another 25 minutes or so, and... We will mix with the college football tailgate boys coming up here in just a few minutes, and I'm sure they'll get you all squared away for the national championship game between Washington and Michigan coming up on Monday night, so stick around for that. And uh, this segment is brought to you by Ewing Buick GMC. And, uh, Craig, I know you wanted to uh, dive into just a few little kind of nuggets here. Hey, uh, before we get into that, because you and I are we're kind of football friends. We kind of talk our football stuff together. Sure, stuff yeah. So, this game on Michigan and Washington, Mm -hmm. probably not the most ideal matchup of football in the world. It's... It's not. Uh, Michigan it's not does, sexy. does well. Yeah, the, um, sex, the sex appeal is a little off. Yeah, I mean, I, I think Michigan, Texas would have been probably a lot more eyeballs. But you got you got plans for Monday night? You, no, probably, do you usually not? We, you know, I I used to occasionally go out and watch. I just don't like it being on a Monday, and it starts so late. And I mean, the, it just 
if I'm going to be functional on Tuesday, I can't really go out and watch the game, so I'll probably just watch it at the house. I've always had plans for the national championship game, even before Georgia was relevant, and nothing this year. Nothing. Yeah. And no. I and I wonder if it's because of the teams or because of the controversy of who's in and who's not. and I don't know. It's just weird. Maybe we'll talk about that next segment. Or the fact that it's a Monday. I it's also, always been a Monday. Yeah, yeah, has it? yeah. yeah. I also th- – I do think there – there has been a little bit of a lack of build-up to it because the rest of the bowl season was kind of an afterthought this year. Oh, it was terrible. Other than the last, you know, the the two semifinal games and the championship. So I think maybe you're just not quite as into it this year because there hasn't been that kind of build-up of uh, watching the rest of the bowl games. And just the, the All right, bowl games creeping the up on the were, natty. The bowl games were so bad this year because half the people – But right, that's my point. I was listening you to, didn't watch any of them. Yeah, I listened to Craig Miller – uh, this week when he came back and he said he made some stats and I'll get them wrong. It was like uh, almost 400 players opted not to play in mm-hmm. bowl games. And, you know, he, he used to talk about back when he was a kid, he used to follow every ball, but there were 12 of them. Right. Now there's 12 a day. And <laughs> it's not that many, but yeah. Yeah. And the only one I really cared about was the Pop-Tart Bowl because that was kind of funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway. Hey, so we had a couple news and notes. The first one I'm going to go through. So, Justin Rose, and again, it's a no-cut tournament this week, so he took it a little bit in, uh, in stride. Hit the wrong ball on Thursday. Saw that. Did you see the, the details of it? Yeah, I heard them on the telecast last night describing what happened. I guess his playing competitor switched the number on his golf ball so without he was, telling him. He and... was playing a Titleist two. And um, Taylor Moore was playing something else, and apparently, well, during, like a Titleist four, but it was still you can't change balls, but you can change a number. Yeah, so if you can, if you're tr- playing the 2021 Titleist Pro V1, you have to continue to play the 2021. Right. But if you get a box and they all have different numbers, you yeah. can change numbers. Mm-hmm. So, um, so they all hit the ball. It was on number uh, seven. Yep, Holt seven. And they all hit the ball, and they all hit – one of them went 359 yards. The other one went 335. I mean, that's just what that golf course does, right? And so, Justin Rose sees a Titleist two, figures it's his, doesn't look for his mark, just says it's Titleist two, And then they go up to the next ball, and oops, that was a Titleist two, and that was Justin Rose's ball. Mm-hmm. And Taylor Moore just says – I'm sorry, but oops. Yeah. So and gen- generally, it's accepted that if you do switch the like, bef- so before you tee off, you tell your playing partner, "I'm playing a Titleist two tailor made one, and Usually it's got it's a, a red dot on it." Titleist two with a red line yeah. through the Titleist, right? Or my, it's got my initials on it, or whatever. four dots, or whatever it is. And they usually try and not play the same number ball just because of that reason. If they're playing the same manufacturer, if they're both playing Titleist, one will play a four, and if he's okay, you're playing a four, I'll play a three. Um, but if they do switch in the middle of the round, it's generally accepted that you, hey, by the way, I switched from a four to a two, just to let you know. Yeah. Taylor Moore seems like a decent dude. I mean, he when he found out, he was really sorry. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure he didn't, don't do it on purpose. No, you know? he went. His direct quote was, "Sorry, dude. I, wow, <laughs> just like that. It's like I just he couldn't believe he did it." Justin took it in stride. The good news is, and the rule is, for Justin, 
that he hits the wrong ball, ball's on the green. He has to go hit his other ball now with a two-stroke penalty. Right. Now, if he would have finished the hole and hit the next and, – and hit his tee shot on the next hole, he would have been disqualified. DQ, yeah. So the fact that he the fact that he did it at that moment, he only had a two-stroke penalty, nothing happens to Taylor Moore. In fact, he has to, he gets a preferred lie now because – he doesn't have to drop. I think he can place at that point where his ball was 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 at at that time when Justin hit the ball. But kind of sucks. First time I ever played the member guest with my dad, he did he did it, and uh, and we, we get to the green and he holes out and he got a stroke on the hole and the other guy got a stroke on the hole and they both hit each other's balls. And the two, and me and the other guy who were the A player and the other guy both looked at each other. I guess we need to go back and play our balls now because both of them are out. And I did it this year for my first time ever. And it's it's only because I I was the only guy always playing Strixon. And I had given a couple Strixon balls to some of my buddies. And they were playing them too. And I, you see how I color my golf ball, right? I mean, yeah. I put a big smiley face on it. It was sitting down and... I saw Srix on, and I just hit it. And I was like, oh, my God, I can't believe I just did that. Yeah, Rick and I did this at Rangers one time. You were playing with us. It was the after the Corn Ferry event last year, and we all went and played Rangers. Oh, yeah, yeah. And Rick and I, on number 10, hit each other's. He he thought his was in the fairway, and mine was in the bunker, and it was they were flipped around. Yeah, so anyway, that's a uh, <laughs> poor guy. It happens. I wonder how much that derails you for the rest of the round. But he took it really in stride. Uh, well, he shot 40 on the front or 41 on the front and then shot 31 on the back, I think. I think he shot 40-31. That's pretty good. Yeah. I'll take a 31. Um, hey, and uh, Gary Woodland, mm-hmm. who was diagnosed with cancer. 2019 had, U.S. Open champ. Yes, had a tumor. Got it removed. And he's playing next week. That was uh, September when he had the surgery, I think. Mm-hmm. So, uh, kudos to him. Rooting for him. Yeah, seems to be a good guy. Used to play, he used to, when the tournament, when the Byron Nelson was at the uh, Four Seasons, he used to play basketball with us. Good player. He was a collegiate basketball player. Damn good player. Yeah. Damn good player. I mean, he's younger than me, so I I, <laughs> I couldn't stay with him. Played but, basketball, was it at Washburn? Washburn in Kansas, yeah. yeah. And then left to go to Kansas to play golf. Play golf, I think. yeah. That, I think that sounds right. But yeah, good, damn good player. He would play, and uh, he would, he would match up with Dustin Johnson. They didn't very much like each other. Can you tell me the Washburn University mascot? Uh, the Bulldogs. Are they? No, I don't know. <laughs> Just... <laughs> I think they're the Ichabods. I think the Ichabods. I think so. I do know that on the Texas on. Junior Golf Tour, which, by the way, this segment is brought to you by the Texas Junior Golf Tour. Um, they, uh, Washburn is a, is, is one that recruits on our tour pretty often. So yep, the Washburn Ichabods, the Ichabods, I don't even know what an Ichabod is. I got a buddy that played football there. Really? Mm-hmm. Division two. Yeah. Good little school. Yeah. He's a so. meathead. He's a meathead. Mm-hmm. Hell of a nice guy. Huge. Mm-hmm. You can see where he was a football player. Yeah. Did he ever get drafted or get a, no. get a tryout anywhere? No, or? he, um, no, he, I think he played a couple years, I think. Yeah, at Washburn. Mm-hmm. Okay, there shout out, go. shout out, Josh Hanzo, my buddy, that played for the Washburn Ichabods. 
All right, you wanted to bring up Jason Day's his, new, his trousers, his new signing. He just left Nike. He did, and a lot of guys look like Nike. But although Scotty didn't, Scotty's still wearing Nike stuff. Mm-hmm. Scotty Scheffler is. Um, Finau still is too, isn't he? Finau is too. Uh, Rory is Rory still wearing Nike stuff? We haven't seen him yet. True. Um, I think we would have heard that though. If we he know Tiger's switch. not. He's still heard... going to wear Nike like caps and shirts, right? Mm-mm. What's he going to wear? Don't know yet. Hmm. But hopefully I... not those pants that Jason Day wore yesterday. But I will tell you that um, I will tell you that I heard from a reliable person that Tiger and Rory are going to do something together. Hmm. Okay. Interesting. And I don't Interesting. know what that is or where that is. So, have you ever seen a bigger flip-flop in look than Jason Day Thursday versus Jason Day yesterday? They're going back to the big clothes. Like, Thursday, like, I thought it was a real clean, sharp look. He was wearing, like, these kind of, you know, like... Uh, By the way, he's gone to a company called Malbon. Yeah. I might not be saying it the right way, but I've seen them. They've been around for seven, eight years, I think. I've seen seen it on social media quite yeah. a bit. But, like, on Thursday, he was wearing these real nice kind of, you know... Uh, kind of off-white kind of pants, you know, like stone color, I guess, is what they would be, and like a nice white shirt, and like the hat was, looked, it all, like it looked very clean. And then yesterday he was wearing these pants, and they looked like uh, jams or yeah. like hammer pants. I mean, they were so baggy. And I don't know if – I can't remember who the, the analyst was, but they were talking about it on the broadcast, and he said, God, there's just so much fabric. <laughs> <laughs> like, I couldn't have described it better myself. Like, it's just so much fabric. By the way, uh, Kevin Kisner made his debut as an analyst yesterday. Did you, maybe maybe it was him that did said you catch it. it. Did you catch any of his work? Yeah. What'd you think? I thought he was pretty good. He has. He needs a little bit more um, infliction in his voice. Inflection? Inflection, yes. yes. Um, he does. I think that's the one thing that it, it was a little bit more, there was... Sometimes he made some comments and the enthusiasm wasn't there. He needs to do. He needs to get a little bit better on that. But the things that he said, the fact that he's been on tour and he knows all these guys, yeah, kind of was like how why Romo was good at the beginning of when he was an analyst because he could still di- yeah. diagnose a defense yeah. and like know yeah. what was going on. Yeah, so, I can see it. Yeah, so I I thought it was I thought he I thought it's definite potential, and <clears throat> and the fact that. Uh, you know, just because he won a national championship with at Georgia for for golf while he was there, that's all he's really ever done. And we don't have to have a major winner to be one of the major analysts now. I don't have a problem with that. Do you? No, not at all. No, I think it's I think it's good for the sport. Yeah. It's, you know, you got to have analysts that know what they're talking about. So I don't, I don't have any trouble with it. Look, the best managers in baseball were never the best players, right? No. Always back, go back to Earl Weaver was an average no, Bruce, minor league Bruce catcher. Bochy. I mean, right. You know, I mean. So, yes. All right, we got to go. Coming up next, we will talk to – we will mix with the football guys. Afternoon drive on the ticket is better than two boxcars crashing together. It's sports and fun with Corby Davidson, Bob Sturm, and Gen X Davey Lane. Monday afternoon, 3 till 7 on Sports Radio 96.7 and 1310, the ticket. Thanks for listening today, everybody. 
I think all three of us will be on next week. Is that true? Hey, and thanks to our friends over at Pure Swing Golf as well. Yeah, we kind of cut that that last pile for you. If you want to get your game going, go to PureSwingGolf.com. Talk to Anthony for us. It works for me. Work for Rick. I'm telling you, it's a it's it's really good. So go to PureSwingGolf.com. Sign things up. Um, don't forget if you're thinking about either exhibiting or volunteering or just wanting to figure out what's going on, go to the DallasGolfExpo.com website. We'll have more information out this week. Uh, It's March 22nd through 24th, and we are going to have a good-ass time. And uh, so don't forget about that. Plus, you get to see Kern. Kern will be out there because we'll have the whole ticket out there on Friday. Me. (laughs) Kern will be signing autographs. He's our... He's our keynote speaker this year. Actually, I don't think we're having Kern. all of the ticket. I think just the musers will be out there on Friday. Are we not going to broadcast from there? We are, too, on Saturday. Well, then yeah. that means Kern will be there. Yes, that's correct. But I think Kern also is going to be running things for us for Friday. Probably. And he's also going to run. We're going to have speakers, and we're going to have guests and stuff, and he's going to be running that. Okay, that just part of it too. wait till his shift is over before you ask to take a selfie or for his autograph. That's all we ask. Yeah. How many other people are on the air with one name That's on the right. ticket? Yeah, he's like Madonna. Yeah. Or Prince. Kern. <laughs> Prince. <laughs> sign, me up we- for, sign me up for a Kern TED Talk and photo op, I'm telling you. Come on out then. Who's hey. this? This is, is Deddy. This- this is the this college is, football tailgate, my this friend. This is the uh, this is the the e break antagonists. <laughs> All I want to know, Craig, is do you have velvet ropes and security yeah, around you today so that no one touches you? We are in the yeah. avid golfer <laughs> right, offices yeah. by We're ourselves. Not in public. So um, ah, <laughs> you're so, avoiding yeah, the, so, the avoiding the GP so that no contact can be made. I also today don't think it's are, fair yes. to call us antagonists. I think we we had nothing to do with that. <laughs> if <laughs> anything, more like uh, e-brake seed sowers. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Y'all are just just throwing down the emergency brake seedlings and just waiting the, for them to sprout. <laughs> exactly. Facilitators, I guess. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. All, all we is, were doing was just describing what was coming up on our show, and then all of a sudden f bombs start flying. It is an amazing coincidence, though, that. Four of the last five weeks, we have had an e-break based on our mix. Yes. That's true. <laughs> Which, and you said it last week, and I totally agree with you. I think we have the best mix. Like, we have good chemistry going. And now that I've said that, I'm going to ruin it for the rest they of won't. the won't. Yeah. But, yeah, I, I, we've had Zach Gilbert e-break. We've had... <laughs> We've shaking babies. babies. Shaking babies. <laughs> yeah. Lots of good e-breaks coming from this mix. It's been a lot of fun. Yeah. It really has. We've enjoyed it. And we struggled over the 21 years I've been on the air, struggled with mixes. So, well, that's um, not true. I feel like our Country Force mix country was force, pretty good. Country force, good. country force was the best up until now. And I think now that you're on this side, it's even better. Mm, well, I, I, I'm known for my mixes. Yeah. But we even had trouble <laughs> on our morning mixes. Go on. <laughs> Before the show, you know, at 8 o'clock, we had trouble with mixes. It was never good. Oh, yeah, well, that's that a was a different thing entirely. Yeah, yeah, that D- was a different... was he was just ready to get the hell out. That's of exactly there. true. <laughs> was. That's true. Those were amazing. We, we talked was... significantly less sports medicine on this show. There was never a time. Every time we would we would say George would ask us, "Hey, where you guys are?" I say, "We are at Kern's Ford dealership." He goes, 
Boy, I hate those cars. <laughs> Every week he would say the same thing. It's like, dude, or he says, you know what's better than the Ford? The Chevy. It's like, what are you well, doing, man? Yeah. Every week it was the same. I was like, oh, my God. So, you know, to the point. Go ahead. We stopped mixing with him. We just, that's it. We're done. And Kat supported us on it. I don't blame and, you. Uh, <laughs> and then we got sideways with the orphanage. And I said, I ain't mixing with them anymore either. And, uh. That's and so, easy to yeah, see another, how that can words, happen. Tread, tread lightly, college football. <laughs> yeah, I was going to ask, what's the common denominator here? <laughs> it was everybody picking on the guys who aren't radio professionals, and that's why I say now that Eli's on this side, it's better. I'm also going. Now we have, I'm also going to defend you, Craig, because what happened last week? We've all been there. Where we have no, where we've like either dropping stu- bombs on let the me air. Finish where we've either had an injury that got hit by somebody who didn't know you had it or you stub a toe or something like that, and you just have an instant reaction. And it's usually either you drop like a stone or you cuss like a sailor. I did both, didn't I, Kern? Yes. (laughs) (laughs) You almost fell out of your seat. Yeah, that was bad. It was bad, but all's well now, so that was good. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was. What are you going to do for the next few months without golf? Do you have a secondary hobby? Uh, Yeah, I'm a gym rat. So yeah, but you can't work out really either. I, right. I I was my goal is to have the world's strongest legs by the time I can start working the out. The world's strongest. <laughs> That's a lofty goal for somebody my age and my size. I wanted to, and I've been still a lofty goal. Yes, Craig Quads Rosengarden coming soon. <laughs> Don't break him up. I could squash him now with one foot. <laughs> oh, could you beat him up now with one? Bum arm? Absolutely. Oh man, I'm gonna go down there and challenge Get, him right now. I'll put my sling Fight on night. right now. Fight night. We're, we're outside the age limit. He's 97, probably. No, he's not. He's probably like 65. Really? <sighs> yeah, probably. He, so, you mean he's in my age group? Yes. Oh, my God. That guy, no way. Okay. Whatever so, you say. I can't believe you think I'm the same age as God, him. I can't <laughs> well, I'm not 65. I, I can't wait till you accidentally bump into him in the hall and he just judo chops <laughs> you right in the throat. <laughs> <laughs> There's no way he could judo shot me to. It wouldn't. I wouldn't feel it. <laughs> just, just goes full. Just Bruce Lee on you. Yeah. We're, we're going to bring him in one time in the mix, so you guys can be involved. Your, right, your when nemesis. football's a little slower, and I'm just going to say, "Hey, look, we have. A, let's put a mat down right here. Back on my shoulders, fine. A mat down right here. Well, it's good that there'll be I, a mat down so you don't hit the back of your head on the floor. I will destroy him. A- April Fool's <laughs> open. Will the shoulder be rehabbed by then? Uh, I don't probably. think Craig can participate. Though. April Fool's? No, but we, that would be the pregame. Well, yeah. For the April Fool's open. We have, a, we have a mat challenge right there by the broadcast location. I think the April Fool's open. I, wanna, I want Eli to play left-handed and see if he can win it. Uh, so use I'd, my, be, I'd be competitive. Use probably. my use my clubs. Yeah. And I, see I could, if he can I could be. probably be competitive. Are any of y'all going to be in the April Fools Open this year? I uh, I own my own golf clubs, so I don't think yeah, I'm I probably eligible. can't do that. I'm open to being in it. I was told that even I was too qualified, which is very odd to me. But I think because we're running out of options, we have to start loosening up the restrictions a little bit. I've played yeah, like that's true. I've I, in my entire life, I think I've played maximum five rounds of golf, and I think I'm even overestimating. You guys think I can win it this year? Who's that? Who's this? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Maybe. Well, <laughs> you'll, you, do you'll, last you, will, year? you will certainly tell everybody you can win it, even if <laughs> you can't. <laughs> <laughs> 
Did you get your ankle fixed or what? Are you going to be still walking side foot? It, it, it's an advantage. I can't. Uh, I can't fix that. Advantage in what way? <laughs> Good lord. Hey, listen, I beat ham. So. No, hey, what, true, there's, true. A fe- there's a feather in your cap, big guy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, boys, what's on the uh, college football tailgate today? There's not any big games coming up or anything. No, right? none at all, none at all. Zach and I are going to cry in our uh, coffees over what happened to the Longhorns on Monday. Yeah, it's unfortunate. Yeah. Uh, now would be a bad time to tell you that I bet heavy on Washington. Would that be? That's a good bet. Well, I wouldn't have blamed you. I mean, right. it was a coin hey, flip game. Uh, did I not say on these airwaves one week ago to take the over? And the over hit. You did. I also I also bet on that. So You did. But, you know, we're going to break down both games. We're going to talk about the championship game matchup. Uh, plus, you know, we've got a few other things in store for you today. College football season is almost over, but it is still here. And we love it. And so what happens in two weeks? Don't know. We don't know. We don't know <laughs> we don't. what's going to happen each week until that Saturday. We know we're going to be here next weekend, and from now for now, that's all we know. We will get shot, according to EA. Yes, we'll be getting <laughs> taken down that. to the parking garage and dealt with. Put out I of guess. our misery. <laughs> all right, boys. Well, we need to we need to fix that. You, you need to reference Cat and tell him this is the. The T-Box said this is the best mix they've ever had. We need to keep going. All right, I'm going to put you that's on the all, email. That's all the recommendations I'm going to recommend that you do that personally, Craig. I, I'll do it. I'll do it. But you then ain't... again, you always have to be kind to me. We yeah. always, always kind to you. doesn't mean yeah, well, I know. you don't do funny things. <laughs> no, I, I, I'm just saying it has to continue. Agreed. <laughs> Tell me that a 97-year-old guy can kick my butt only because he took karate. That was you. Seven. That was your co-host. That wasn't us. <laughs> All right. Hey, thanks to uh, EA back there at the station and Dylan Reed on the Ticket Tickers. Kern out here engineering. It's the college football tailgate coming up next here on the Ticket. The Bye, drugs golf. Bye. Cheap.